Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 8, verse 22. You ever wonder what that means, wait on the Lord? The Bible tells us that. It's in... Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, where it says, Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles, they'll run and not grow weary, they walk and not grow faint. What does that mean? Well, it means that as we go through the difficulty of life and the trials that we face, that we find God to be faithful. He, he's faithful. Either He meets us in the middle of it and, and helps us through and, and carries us through the storm, or He calms the storm. And when we see that God comes through, the next time I go through a trial, whatever it may be, I can realize God's in control. He got me through the last one. You tell yourself this. He got me through the last one. He's going to get me through this one. Isn't that why we learn these lessons? He got me through the last one. He's going to get me through this one. He's going to work things out according to his plan and his will. And I can have complete, com- complete confidence in the fact that God is in control. Now, there's a joy that comes in my life when I believe that. When I believe that God's in control. Now, there's one other aspect of that in order for it to be a joyful thought. Because I could think God's in control and he's mad at me. That's not so good. God's in control and he wants to kill me. You know, have you ever thought that? That's not so good. But uh, if you came to our Christmas Eve service, there was a there was a passage that I shared there that I think kind of goes along with this. Remember that I think it's Romans eight twenty nine where it says, "He who did not spare his son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all good things?" In other words, if God would take his son and allow him to take all the punishment and all the the payment that was due for your sin. For you, he, he would not spare even that to save you. Why wouldn't he want to bless you with all good things? In other words, Jesus is crazy about you that he died for you. The Father is crazy about you that he give his son for you. He loves you so much, it's crazy. And so to think about that, God's absolutely in love with me. He absolutely adores me. And he's in complete control. Those two elements bring joy. God loves me. And he's with me. And, and yet, if, if one of those was missing, you'd be in big trouble, right? Huge trouble. Then maybe God loves you, but he can't control anything. <laughs> he's up there biting his nails. Oh my gosh, look what's happening. You know, that'd be bad. Or if God's in complete control, he's like, I'm going to get him. You know, not so good. But God loves you, and he's absolutely in control. And so that's what James is talking about, this count it all joy business. God, you've got this. As I'm going through the storm, God, you've got this. You've got this. And we go through trauma in our life, and we've been disappointed by people, and we've been gone through just horrible circumstances in our lives. And oftentimes that can cause this, you know, 
PTSD or whatever you want to call it, but this idea in our minds, these lies in our in our head, thinking you know God doesn't care for me or God doesn't doesn't appreciate what I'm going through or whatever, and and and, and He wants us to rethink all that and heal from all that and rewrite our our memories and and rewrite our our life to to this idea that God has everything under control. And we'll t- we'll see let's see that in this passage, Ver- verse 22. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into the boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. So again, on a certain day, the other Gospels tell us it was the same day that Jesus had taught that crowd. He asked his disciples to get into that boat and to take him to the other side. Let's go to the other side. In fact, Matthew tells us he commanded that they go to the other side. And and a, a very exhausting day for Jesus. You know, preaching all day long. You guys, you guys been exhausted? I was talking to somebody first service. I was like, I was so exhausted on Christmas Eve that I wanted to cry. <laughs> you know, that's how I was last night. It was nine o'clock. I was like, I am so tired. Okay, kids, time for bed. Everybody in bed. I hadn't been, I think, I think Christmas Eve, I got to bed at 2 a.m. Because it got the kids to bed finally by like 11 something. And then I had to wrap some presents and stuff stockings and do other things like that. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed. Uh, oh, and also 6 o'clock last night is when I realized today was Sunday. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was protesting a little bit. I'm like, I'm going to bed at 9. So I, I did. I went to bed at 9. Shannon had to go minister to somebody else. They'd go to another house. So I put all the kids to bed. I went to bed. I didn't even know what time she got home. I didn't care. I was in bed. You know, I was like, you get so tired, you just can't handle it anymore. And and I think that when we think about Jesus, we think, you know, he's God, right? Well, we shouldn't be thinking that. Yeah, he was God, but he, Philippians chapter 2 tells us that though he was God and though we didn't think it were equal with God, he came and became a man, fully man. And so all the things that he could have done or things that he had the ability to do as God, he set that completely aside. We have this idea that Jesus somehow performed miracles or did miraculous things by his own power. He didn't. Jesus healed and raised the dead and cast out demons by the power of the Holy Spirit, just like you do, just like we do. He became just like us in every way because it was necessary for him to do that. And so when he had a long day, don't think that he had some supernatural power outside of what you have to just keep going. And sometimes God does give supernatural power, but he was exhausted, absolutely beat, wrung out, exhausted by the end of this day. So we have a very exhausted Jesus. He gets in the disciples. He tells the disciples they're going to cross over to the other side. And, and, and then things go crazy. How many times have you felt like, God has told you something and you're like, this is where we're going or this is what I'm going to do with you or this is how it's going to go down. And then what happens? It goes the opposite direction, doesn't it? Have you ever seen that happen? Or you feel for sure God told you this and then it goes the exact opposite direction. Why? Well, that's probably why he told you. (laughs) It's so that you would know that that's the direction it's supposed to go and that's the direction it's going, even though everything seems to be the impossible now. Everything seems to be the opposite direction. I remember when, when my, my parents, they, they, 
quit their, they sold their business. They, or actually, I don't even think they could sell it. They just, they quit doing their business and they went into the ministry. They felt like God told them, I want you to go in the ministry. And so they went, they were traveling around church to church, singing at churches. And I went with them during the summer. And while I was with them, there came a breaking point. And basically they had some, some churches set up that they thought, okay, well, we, we weren't able to book anything for this month, but we have these two churches and hopefully the Lord will bless us at those. And we'll be able to send enough money home to pay rent and food and, you know, travel and all those expenses that they had, huge expenses. And we went to those two churches and nothing worked out the way that they thought. I mean, it was, it's a long story, but it was a bomb. <laughs> it was bad. And so we were stuck in Washington, D.C. with no money, no gas, no money for even a sandwich to buy to split between the three of us. And it was no prospects. And we're sitting there, like wondering what we're going to do and praying. And my parents had decided the night before, this isn't working out. We're going to quit. We're going to go back home. We've got a few. We've got a bookseller's thing we got to go to. We'll cancel the rest of the appointments. We'll go back home, start up the cleaning business again. They had a huge janitorial company that they, they ran in a warehouse. We'll just start that back up again. And we'll just, you know, obviously God's not in this or whatever. And so... They decided that, and then that, that it was a Saturday. We were, we were asked to come and sing at this, you know, that we met a guy and he says, Hey, come and sing at this thing. So we went and sang at this thing and they, they put us up for the night. We didn't have anywhere to stay that night. They put us up for the night. They gave us 30 bucks, some gas money. And then the next morning they said, Hey, we want you to come sing at our church. First church of the Nazarene in, in Washington DC on church row there. And so it was a Spanish service. It was later in the day. So we were going to go to the English service. And so we went to the English service and the pastor preached his sermon. And basically in his sermon, he said, you know, Jesus set up his little tile that said closed on his carpenter shop and he never went back. And that's what God calls us to do, to leave uh, whatever he were. When he calls us into ministry, he, he calls us to leave it behind and to never go back and not to and, and to follow him until he tells us, you know, to do what he tells us to do. And And my parents were just sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, we just said last night we were going to quit. And here we are, or the night before that, actually, here we are, and, and Jesus is telling us to continue on. And so they talked amongst themselves, and they said, you know, I guess we're going to keep going. God's going to have to provide somehow. Went to the Spanish service, that second service, and then we had to drive all the way across Pennsylvania. Anyway, long story short, by the end of that day, they decided that they were going to go for it. By the end of that day, God had provided thousands of dollars and all the money that we possibly could need just and there was no prospects and god provided it all where god guides god provides and 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 that's the way that the lord often works thanks again for listening to abide in truth with pastor mike Hughes. if you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991 2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.